Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my lovely co-pilot, Mr. Matt O'Leary. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. I miss Green Bean. I hope he feels better. Uh, Green Bean a little under the weather today. Yeah, Green Bean, we hope you're doing all right, feeling better. He, uh, like right before the stream, he's like, dude, I tried to do it. I tried to rally. No dice. No dice tonight. No, so it's going to be a little Matt and Ryan show. We'll hang out. We'll answer questions, I'm sure, and chop it up. Talk about our guy, Chris Strevler. Hell yeah. Uh, guys, if you're just tuning into the stream, hit that like button. If you want to get qualified for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream, all you have to do is retweet this stream. Uh, it's over on Jets Talk 247 Twitter. Retweet the stream. Try to spread the love. Uh, get some other people finding out about the channel. Uh, and if you want to get entered into our t-shirt giveaway for next week, all you have to do is leave a comment on this video and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. I think we're going to try something a little different uh, at some point in the show. We'll see when it winds up happening. If we hit a little bit of a lull, we might do uh, some call-in questions and see how you guys are feeling out there. That would be a little fun. I haven't tried this and I think I've gotten it to the point where Matt and Greenbean will be able to hear the voices and the calls because in the past uh yeah didn't, didn't really work so if we have some technical difficulties a little bit later on with the calls uh bear with us it's just troubleshooting things um but yeah let's uh let's jump into it we had a game last night and uh our jets wind up winning we're a perfect two and oh in the preseason right now jets beat the falcons 24 to 16 17 of 22 starters did not play from what i heard i don't know if that's you know super correct number i wasn't uh dissecting each and every <laughs> individual person but i think that's that it looked like about right like the jets looked like they were outmanned the falcons kept their starters in for what felt like three or four drives uh Matt, you were at the game. How how did the atmosphere feel at MetLife? Um, well, so where I was sitting, we had uh, in the lower bowl, which is cool because tickets were cheap. I paid like 30 bucks for my seats. Um, but I was on the Falcons sideline. So there are a bunch of Falcons fans on our side. Um, and Jeff fans were unhappy with the first couple drives as uh, anticipated because, well, as you mentioned, they had the starters in and they were just moving the ball down the field at will. Um, now, we were talking off air about this, but I think it's a good conversation to have on the show and see what the you know the commenters think in, in the chat here. But it's like, is it because all the starters were out or is it because the defensive scheme is so bad? Like, I feel like this is what Jeff fans are having this debate in their head. I lean a lot more towards... There's only what three defensive starters, maybe. You're out of here. Sorry. Uh oh. Did you kick me out? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't kick you out. Uh, I have uh, preview Listen, mode. Oh, you're out of here. I think here. I just launched the chicken. <laughs> there there it is. <laughs> I saw someone say, "Oh, the chicken's got to come in." I was like, "Oh, okay. I'll see if I can make this happen." So the chicken's I there. I thought for you were when booting we me. I was like, "Oh God, we're off <laughs> to a hot start already." We're what ten minutes into the show. Ten minutes that? in. Sorry. Boom. No. Yeah. Technical difficulties. But, but just with the, the defense, it's is it because there's no starters or is it because like we're just seeing more of the same with Ulbrich and this system here? Yeah, I think that's I, I understand the frustration from Jeff fans because I was looking at 
you know, some of the videos that I've posted and, and whatnot. And it's just been like nonstop. Ulbrich's got to get fired. This is ridiculous. Yeah. The first preseason game, we got our, you know, got it run down our throats. Second preseason game, just got beat like a drum. Bryce Hall. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I hope he doesn't have to start because teams are going to look at this and be like, the Falcons did what to this guy? Yeah, let's pick on him. And I like Bryce Hall too. That was yeah. just that might have been the worst he's ever looked in a Jets uniform, like including regular season games. There was a game last year against the Texans. He got beat uh, pretty bad, but it, this was just, I think it was four catches, 90 yards, a touchdown and a penalty it, that Ugh. in what a half, if that. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was ugly. Uh, Everaldo drops in the super chat says, give Bryce Hall the chicken. Yeah. Uh, so just for you, my friend. That's it. You're out of here. <laughs> i love that thing oh, i love the chicken that was the best addition to this thing uh yeah dude it's i understand the frustration with old and i just i can't crucify the guy right now because we're not playing our starters like that's that's really what it is when i because i went to camp on friday with richie the first joint practice where we had pads on and like we were actually hitting Brees hall was running wild Corey Davis looked good. Elijah Moore put dudes in a blender. Like Flacco was moving the ball and it looked like the Jets were clearly the dominant team in that joint practice. And they were, you know, they were chippy. It wasn't like, I would put the joint practice probably about as, um, I don't want to call it competitive, but about as uh, intense maybe as like a preseason game or like, okay, give or, give or take a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, they weren't really bringing guys down to the ground too much but you could you could tell that there was like constant hitting and it wasn't like a normal training camp practice um so i i think the jets do have the better team and i think we'll see that once we actually get to the regular season i am concerned <laughs> for the defense for sure because i i, I want to see it you know proven first that they are better we've added so much talent especially in the secondary and the defensive line we need to have a better uh defense this year if we don't then I think if we get halfway through the year and we see we're just getting smoked, Ulbrich's going to be on the hot seat for sure. Oh, without a doubt. He's the first name that has a chance to go on the hot seat before Salah, before LaFleur, obviously, who's mm -hmm. everyone's favorite coach, and before uh, even Douglas. But yeah, they just they can't afford to get off to a slow start. And like I, I agree. I think it has to do with the personnel that's being used and the fact that they're playing like pretty basic stuff right now. But mm. if they're, I don't know, three, four weeks into the year and they're giving up 30 points a game, then that's obviously not great and cause for concern. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you look at like, I, I think with Ulbrich, we'll get to like maybe half the halfway point, like seven, eight games right around there. And then if he's re if the pressure's really cranked up on him, because like you said, we're giving up a good amount of points. I think you'll see Salah take back play calling, and that'll be a way to like kind of shift some of the uh, heat off of Ulbrich and try to kind of, you know, if they start looking better later on into the season, they'd be like, okay, hey, look, you know, this is this is what we're gonna do. We're not changing up our coaching staff or anything like that. But yeah, dude, I really want I want him to look good for sure. Uh, as far as you know, the Jets overall, was there anyone that stood out to you in a positive light? Yeah, definitely not Bryce Hall. Um, in a po in a positive way, uh, we we talked about Chris Streveler early on. Um, I I think uh, Lawrence Cager looked good again. Mm -hmm. 
Garrett Wilson stood out to me as a positive. I know it was like three catches for 15 yards, which obviously that stat line doesn't jump off the page. But if you watch the three catches, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. the way he went up and just ripped that ball out of the air. It's like, yeah, the Jets don't really have someone like that. So that's exciting. Yeah, no, Garrett Wilson was exciting for me because it was, again, I wanted, I, I was hoping he wasn't going to get tripped up on that third and like three play or third and five play, whatever it was. And I was like, oh, come on, just get loose. I want to see him like really run. The snatch yeah. out of the air was really cool. Cager is an interesting one playing tight end because the Jets are obviously going to keep Uzoma and Conklin and Ruckert. But like how many tight ends are they going to hold on to? Because, you know, there's a lot of fans that really like Yaboa because of the excitement that maybe was generated at the uh, during last year. But Cager's looking pretty good. Like, do you try to stash Yaboa on the practice squad? Um, I don't know. You think Cager makes it makes the team as a tight end? I think he should because what he gives you is something a little bit different. Like, obviously, we know Jeremy Rucker's a really good blocker. He can catch, but he's, you know, arguably the best run blocker or just blocker tight end that they have uh, at mm-hmm. the position. Uh, Uzoma's fine as a blocker. Conklin's probably more of a receiving tight end. But with Cager, he would be like almost exclusively a receiving tight end, which is fine. I don't think you necessarily need someone who is just going to be in there and it's like oh you're a tight end four you have to just be this this blocker and and that's that like he could line up as a big slot um and i think he's dangerous with the ball in his hands he's a better route runner than the average tight end and i think it could create some mismatches i see mutt vials in the chat saying i know it's the backups and it's preseason but how do you guys like the mindset of fight till zero zero is on the clock and win the game Go Jets, eject Hall to the bench. Uh, yeah, look, I, this team's fighting for Sal. And I think when you see guys, you know, obviously guys that are like second, third string bubble players, they're going to be giving it their all. That's the reason why I think I don't want to see starters out there in the preseason right now, because all you need is Joe Schmo, who's trying to make a roster and just launches himself at one of our starters. And now they get knocked out. I don't know about you. Did you you saw the hit on Mike White when it went low and it was the penalty? The announcers were like, oh, you know, they shouldn't call that. That's, you know, whatever. And I'm looking at him like, he just dove at his knee. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He, they shouldn't yeah. call that. I was I was getting all fired up sitting on my couch. <laughs> I don't know if that, like, looked as egregious live. No. no, not from where I was, at least. It was a little bit harder to see. Um, mm-hmm. But I, one, thank God I wasn't listening to the ESPN broadcast because they just bothered me. But um at, at the same time that you mentioned it, the number of penalties in this game was just absurd. I think it was like 25 in total. Mm-hmm. That's that for a preseason game. That's crazy. Yeah, that, that's a whole lot. Uh, Trin the great. Welcome to the economy class of the Jets talk 24 uh, seven membership. Thank you so much for, for joining that check out all the emojis that you get. You get some custom ones that you could make some cool words with. I did see a few guys chirping in about Denzel Mims. Uh, Mims winds up finishing three catches, 43 yards. That's a 14.3 yard per average. Do we think that the, uh, do we think Mims makes the roster or is he getting traded or cut cut would be surprising maybe he's a trade candidate like mm-hmm. again it was same story as last week with with denzel where it's like okay a couple of nice catches which was good he he put up some decent numbers but then penalty you're like well shit man how, how many special teams penalties <laughs> this guy gonna have like and at the same time like why is denzel mims playing gunner like <laughs> 
oh, this is this is not good. I just don't think it's going to work here. I love Denzel. Um, coming out of the draft, I was so high on him. I liked what I saw from him as a rookie. But mentally, mm-hmm. he just doesn't seem there right now. I, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but he's probably just someone who could use a fresh start somewhere. And Because I don't know. What's his role realistically going to be? Wide receiver six? What does that really do for us? Yeah, I mean, th- that's kind of where I'm at, too, because his... When you look at this roster, he's not ahead of Elijah Moore. He's not ahead of Garrett Wilson. He's not ahead of Braxton Berrios. And then you got the two tight ends. You got the two running backs. Like at best, he's like, you know, a, a eighth <laughs> like option as far as passes go. And for me, I think I'd look to get whatever value. And if you could trade him to team for another disgruntled player that that needs to like a change of scenery, maybe one of the guys on the Bears or something like that, or. Um, a team desperate for a wide receiver, just looking to give a guy a shot. Cause I think Bims has the talent. I just think, you know, he wasn't drafted by this coaching staff. And I think there's just a lot more talent and he's not going to get the opportunity and the reps needed to show the talent that he could potentially put on display. And I I think the jets will do right by him. I think they are going to wind up moving on from him. I think Mike White's an interesting one for me with Strebler because the Jets are going to carry three quarterbacks, obviously with Flacco and Wilson, and then one of White or Strebler. And ideally for me, I would love to have Strebler hit the practice squad, but my fear is he's shown enough that someone's going to pluck him off our practice squad uh, and we're going to lose him. Where Mike White is only playing on his original round tender for the New York Jets. So it's a, I think it's a $2.5 million deal or something along those lines. I don't know if it's a fully guaranteed deal. You know, let me look that up right real quick. Cause then I, I'm curious to see if you cut white, do you actually save cap space or is it already like paid out? Uh, uh great question. Unsure. Yeah. Uh, Mike White. Oh no, you could you could cut him. Ah, uh, wait, that's cut pre-June 1st. Let's cut post-June 1st. Yeah, no, I think you can cut him and save the save the money. That would be interesting. I, I'm fine with doing that if we roll over, you know, $2.5 million worth of cap. Why not? Jets are going to start to need it soon. It's not like we're going to have an, a, a plethora of, like, open cap space. Plus, like, you never know who um, gets cut elsewhere, and maybe you want to add depth at other positions and use that space and just, you know, plop it in another position. Yeah, that's kind of... That was the other thing I was sort of waiting on too. Like when it, final cut down days are like the last week of August. And I think we're going to see a lot of really good talent go down. I mean, what, what are we at? 80 players on our roster right now. And then it gets cut to 50. Is it 55? It's like a weird number. I don't think it's exactly 53. Uh, or is it 56 I maybe? I think 56 is standing out to me for some reason too. So I, that's going to be my guess, but I don't remember off the top of my head what the next cut down is. Yeah, I mean, you think 32 teams times, you know, let's call it 30 players. It's a lot of a lot of talent hitting the pool. And there's guys, you know, at safety, guys at linebacker, guys at maybe, you know, potentially offensive line. I, I would like to try and find some type of potential long-term answer at center, or at least like a hopeful long-term uh, answer at center. Because if McGovern goes down, I guess we put Herbig over there uh, from the Eagles. That's sort of the only thing I can really think of. I don't know. Yeah. That's true. Be, I forgot uh, about Herbig. Yeah, he's sort of a, an interesting one. Nothing oh, – I haven't watched him super closely, so it's – you know, I I don't know talent-wise, but it seems like Douglas does like him. Uh, Todd Stoneburner, thank you for the super chat. I don't see anything attached to it, but uh, thank you all the same. 
uh, Jets NY102 says, can we please have a defensive-minded coach who teaches X's and O's? It's ridiculous. Preaching technique is just an excuse for being inept at scheming. I don't think that's necessarily true, um, but I do understand the frustration, right? Like, Salah comes off as, like, a guy who's preaching and, pre like, a very motivational speaker-esque and maybe not so much... Uh, teacher-esque, but that's that's his job. His job is to motivate the entire team. He will have an impact on the defense. It's going to happen. Like, if Ulbrich struggles, he is going to step in and he, he will, you know, provide insight and everything. And I think a lot of uh, Sal in general... Oh, Muttviles! What's up, dude? Muttviles gifted uh, five memberships. So I guess some people oh, are going to want to some memberships there. Good stuff, dude. Uh, I don't know how that works, but boom. Cool. Uh... What do you think about the X's and O's side of things, Matt? Do you think uh, Salah should be more X's and O's? I mean, we don't really know, right? Like, I'm not in the meeting room. He could be, like, teaching these guys up like crazy behind the scenes. His specialty is going to be defensive line. Yeah, you would think, like, I don't know, especially with how much Ulbrich struggled last year, and, and he still stayed hands-off. So hmm. I'm wondering, like, if things start to go poorly, like, quick, then maybe he takes back the reins a little bit and says like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe I can't just oversee. Cause you're right. It very much so feels like he is like the master motivator where it's like, he's trying to pump up the guys and uh, for whatever reason, like one of the big things for me with the defense right now is there seems to be a miscommunication uh, where guys are just wide open. Like, obviously I know they're playing mm -hmm. zone, but I feel like that's a communication thing. Yeah, I, I would like to see that kind of ironed out. You'd think with guys like Joyner and Whitehead and people back there that are a little more veteran and even Reed in the, you know, cornerback position, you would kind of start to eliminate those, those uh-ohs, but I guess that's what preseason is for. Uh, Jets NY follows his super chat up and says, remember, Salah said, it's not my job to motivate. I think that's what you tell people, but I don't know. I mean, look, realistically, he should be motivating this team. It's, that's really what it should be like Adam Gase deflated this team and it's not so much that he has to be the motivator himself and always be rah-rah but you know you don't want like just some boring you know lack of emotion type guy when you have yeah. such a young team like you want to want to see some energy there um so I, I see where you're going Jets NY but hopefully we see a much better defense and this winds up sort of solving itself uh Joe S says why is Ashton Davis still on the team I don't know if he makes the roster. Matt, what are your thoughts on Ashton Davis? I hope he doesn't make the roster. Um, uh, he, he's a track star who's trying to play football right now. It's not working. Um, yeah. And, uh, his pursuit angles to the ball are really bad. Yeah, I mean, you look at Whitehead, you look at Joyner, you look at Pinnock. Like, there's other guys on this roster that I'd rather see. I think I've seen enough from Ashton Davis at this point where I'm like, all right, if he's not sticking out or at least having some flash plays, like Zuniga to me, is it, I would rather keep Zuniga right now than Ashton Davis. Ashton Davis may wind up making the roster purely because of the position he plays and the depth we have on the defensive line uh, with Zuniga. But, I mean, he's he's been pretty uh, lackluster, to say the least. Yeah. I think that's putting it nicely. <laughs> uh, Daniel says, where you think we'd be if we hired McCarthy over Gase? I don't know, right? Like, that's it's kind of a weird thought experiment because on one side we wouldn't have had Douglas because Douglas came over because of Gase. Like if Gase is the 
you know, that that pill you had to swallow to get to the other side. <laughs> it's like, you know, I can kind of live with that. But man, that was a brutal two years um, with McCarthy. I mean, he hasn't really had a crazy ton of success down in uh, Dallas. I mean, I, I like his his team, but I like the team before he got there, too. So it's it's sort of he's, tough to gauge him versus Gase. Yeah, I don't think he's a very good coach. I think they would have just been like, well, with Gase, the first year they went seven and nine. I think they would have just been like a middling team, like hanging somewhere <laughs> between like five and eight wins, like never really bottoming out and never really taking that next step. So kind of just existing. That's that's probably the best way you could <laughs> you could put that. Uh, let's see. Old Mellow Yellow said, new Jets fan here, Zach Wilson fan. And I've all, and I've really noticed the media's odd hatred for the Jets. Is it just a New York thing or what? Uh, the, so it's, it's a multifaceted thing. The New York Jets being in the New York media are gonna get a lot of attention because there's just a lot of fans. There's a lot of, you know, giant fans. There's a lot of Jet fans. There's a lot of Nick fans. There's a lot of Met fans. There's a lot of Yankee fans, you know, across the board. Um, so the New York teams are always going to get a little bit more spotlight, but jet fans have a particular angst about us where we had such a swagger with Joe Namath and, yeah. you know, most recently with Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan, you know, in 2009, 2010, and the last decade of years has been so horrible with the butt fumble, with Gino getting punched with like all these different things going on. Uh, and every time they put out a negative story, jet fans, Content creators like us, yep. Jet fans on Twitter, dude, we run with it. We start getting so mad and worked up about stuff, but that's the clicks they want to see. And that's that's the reason why a lot of us started our channels too, is like, hey, there's a lot of BS being put out there about the media and the New York Jets and some false narratives or, or, or spins that just don't really line up with, you know, what it appears is is going on. Um, I know that's why, why we started it. So it's definitely uh, an alternate form of... Uh, Getting your news is maybe a more optimistic spin. Um, but as far as Jeff fans, I think it's just the triggering nature that our fanhood creates and the amount of clicks it generates for those uh, ESPN articles or, you know, New York Daily News, those sorts of things. Matt, what about you? How are you feeling about the Jets' hatred in the media? Yeah, well, I just think New York sports in general gets put under such a big microscope because of how big the market is. So it's going to draw a lot of attention. Um, so I think I think you, you're you're right. It has to do with our reaction, and then just like I don't know if if, if the pundits are punching down at the Jacksonville Jaguars, like what does that really do? Like. Mm -hmm. How many Jacksonville Jaguars fans are getting riled up and, and clicking on things and sharing it around social media, you know? Yeah, no, any of the Southern teams, it's all like college football. Like anyone in Jacksonville, I think there's, you could probably fit all the Jacksonville Jaguars fans in total, like <laughs> in a small room. Like I, I feel like when I watch their games, they got such like, they have a cool stadium. They got the big, uh, pool and everything in there yeah but it doesn't feel like there's ever a lot of excitement they're all about their college football down there so you got fsu you got uh florida you got miami you've got alabama lsu like all the teams that are surrounding areas uh that are just better than the jaguars and they have a longer history than the jaguars the jets the giants have a longer history more fans just kind of the the nature of the beast true uh, um thomas cahill 
says, nobody is afraid of Salah. Everybody was afraid of Parcells. Do the math. Um, I don't know if Parcells' coaching style now would necessarily work. I think there's a different type of player in the league right now, and the rules have changed so much that I don't think you're necessarily going to get the same type of response. Um, and I think nobody's afraid of Salah is, is sort of not so much Salah's fault as much as it is like the lack of talent the Jets have had the last few years. And I think it's just going to take this influx influx of talent this year uh, to generate maybe more of a fear. You're not going to fear something that hasn't done anything in a long time. Like when was the last time the Jets were a threat was 2015. True. And also like I would flip this back and say how many NFL coaches really have that like fear factor or mm -hmm. uh, afraid of like you said like Belichick and Tomlin like two of the winningest coaches who've been around forever like outside of that yeah I don't know how many how many other guys are there yeah I don't know I, you're probably looking at guys that like like I don't think of McCarthy as like a scary dude but he's kind of like stoic I guess like maybe Flores was a little more intense looking at times but like there's no one not that's jumping out at me right now like Andy Reid doesn't strike me as like a no I see the comments saying Andy Reid but like Andy Reid's not a I don't know he's not a <laughs> he's leading like by an iron fist yeah he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's like, just a meme yeah he's he's like he's just a big fluffy teddy bear I can't imagine yeah. I mean I would never want to upset Andy Reid just because I feel like I would it's almost like disappointing like I don't know, your grandparents or something like that. Yeah. You'd be like, oh man, I feel so bad. <laughs> but like, I, I like Andy Reid. Belichick to me fits the Parcells mold. Uh, I mean, obviously, because they they were as close as they were. Um, Tomlin, I think, is, is probably in that same wheelhouse. He's a very intense guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, across the board, it's just not a coaching style that you really see flourishing anymore. What The best teams in the league, aside from, you know, the Patriots doing their thing, you're talking guys like uh, McVay, Shanahan, um, you know, just across the league, it feels like there's more energy and more, you, I feel like there's a different way to motivate players now than there was 25 years ago when Parcells was yep. coaching. Yep. So I seen a couple other good ones like Vrabel and Sean McDermott in here. Uh, I would Ooh, say Vrabel's a good are, one. Yeah. I would say those are McDermott. I thought about, I, I guess he's a, he's a little more intense looking, but I, yeah, he doesn't strike me as like a, a fun guy. <laughs> Like no. some of the other players, some of the other coaches. Vrabel's a good one, though. I really like Vrabel. I don't know how the Titans are going to do this year. I feel like they're, Bad. they're, yeah, I feel like their championship window kind of slammed shut last year. Their offensive line is not what it used to be. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're sort of in a holding formation. Like this might be like the last gasp, especially with yeah. Henry. Like Henry's what's his, I mean, what his, I don't, it can't be pretty, but at the same time, he's going to be 28 this year coming off an injury and Ryan Tannehill is fine. Like he's not, he's not great. He's not bad. He's, he's okay. He's fine. I guess he, he's going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, so this season, uh, Derek Henry's cap hit $15 million. If he's cut next year, they save $12.5 million. So this realistically um, if there's any kind of injury or slight drop in production, I think he may be gone. Um, but it depends how they feel. If like if they think Tannehill can give it one more shot, they'll run it back with with Henry another year. 
they may let that contract go out if they feel like they have the chance to to continue it. Uh, Sorless says, what do you guys think this team looks like if we did end up signing Cousins when we hit free agency in 2018? Dude, I wanted Cousins in the worst way. That was the first video I made on my channel. And I was like, dude, you look at the guy, he just wins football games. He puts up stats. And it's just something that the Jets have never had. Uh, and I think he would have broken all our records, but I don't think we would have necessarily been a Super Bowl caliber team. Like that's that's the whole thing for me. But if you're playing that game, you know, you may have held on to Jamal Adams because you don't need to, you know, trade him for a, a draft picks to get a quarterback because you would have had your three second round picks. So you probably have Quentin Nelson because Buffalo would have traded in front of us with the Colts. And they would have landed either Josh Allen or Sam Darnold or whatever in front of us. And Nelson would have fallen to our pick, which is where the Colts wound up taking him anyway. Um, And then was Darius Leonard one of our second round picks? I don't think so. I think he might have been one of their own. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was their own. Um, But you'd have two more second round picks. Like DK Metcalf the following year was a very real option for the New York Jets had we had our second round pick. And he wound up falling to the Seahawks. I think we would have made that move at some point. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they'd be the same. I think they would have been a little bit better, but I don't know if they, if that puts them at a championship level. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think we're probably stuck in that weird, um, like, Chad Pennington level where you're not necessarily going to win You'll get the stats. You'll be relevant the entire season. I think it's probably good for season ticket holders because at least you get the opportunity to like maybe see see some competitive games later in the season. But if the ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl, I don't know if Kirk Cousins is your your guy that you're so looking for. I, maybe they'll be exactly like what the Vikings were the last four years: eight, seven, and one; ten and six; seven and nine; eight and eight; eight and nine. Yeah, that's probably, probably right. Somewhere right in that window, right? Maybe one yeah. wild card appearance, something like that. Yeah, I mean, we we may have. Uh, when was was Cook drafted before Cousins got there? I think he was. Seventeen. I think it was the I'm year. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. That was the sure. the Adams draft. Um, yeah, so interesting. I think you're right. I think we would be right about where the Vikings were the last few years. Um, HV eighty nineteen says, "Was it just me, or I was so heated when ESPN kept playing Sack Wilson's injury over and over, kept reminding me?" Uh, it's the it's the topic of the Jets yeah. right now, and it's it's Zach Wilson needs to play. We need to see what's going to happen with him. My gut feeling on Zach is he's not going to play till week three. I think what happens is Flacco gets his revenge game against the Ravens. Week two, we're facing Jacoby Brissett. In Cleveland, there's no way the Jets allow Zach Wilson to start that game, risk possibly losing to a backup quarterback, and then having to come home to the fans and then possibly get thumped by the Bengals. Like, I think you can start Zach week three against the Bengals. If he doesn't look good, that team was just in the Super Bowl. At least you have that kind of, you know, notch to hang your hat on. You'd be like, okay, hey, let's roll into the Steelers game where they may be starting Kenny Pickett. Maybe it's Mitch Trubisky, whatever, whoever's the starting quarterback there. I think the Jets have a better shot at beating them. So I think Flacco starts the first two. I think Zach comes back for week three. Um, I think I think there's a chance he's back for week two. Um, I get what you're I get what you're saying, but I'm still my my quote from last week when he's healthy and cleared, he needs to play. Um, I don't I just don't think it's very likely that's the case for week one. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to have enough practice time under his belt, but like the Browns are a game that's a winnable game for the Jets. Like I don't want to just punt it, push it off a week so that he can make his debut at home. Again, I, I get it. It's a little more cushiony, but mm-hmm. I think you need to see as many Zach games as you can. Do you think we have a better or worse shot at beating the Browns with Zach or with Flacco? Because I feel like we have a better shot with Flacco right now. Healthy Zach? Healthy Zach first game back? I think Flacco is probably the better option in that game. Um, Where I think Flacco probably loses the Bengals game. And at that point, I would rather Zach in and get the loss with Zach than possibly drop a win uh, by not playing Flacco week two. Yeah, I feel like you could. Get, that's debatable. It depends on which version of Zach Wilson you're getting uh, coming back yeah. from injury and not practicing. But like, I feel like you could. The Jets could scheme against the Browns uh, a pretty safe game plan because the interior of that defensive line isn't isn't very good. Their strength is obviously the edge rush, but their interior is pretty rough. So I feel like that would be a ground and pound, ease Zach back into it, throw twenty passes, kind of a game. Um, mm-hmm which I don't think would be the worst thing in the world. But I do hear where you're coming from, where it's like, mm-hmm. are you going to be Zach in his first game back? Like, is that better than what Joe Flacco is now? I, I would I would hope it's better, but it's mm-hmm. certainly a, it's a realistic question to ask. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to uh, to see. Rizzy drops in. Rizzy says coming up for the season opener. So excited. How do you think the D matches up against our heavy Tight end sets with Andrews and likely big trust. Uh, so Rizzy, I'm assuming you are an, a Ravens fan. Uh, <laughs> that's why you are coming up and yep. you're heavy tight end sets with Andrews and likely. Uh, I've heard good things about likely with you guys and the Jets should be and will be uh, pretty pretty steep underdogs, I would think, heading into this game. And I don't think there's going to be many people picking them to win. Uh, I hope the Jets keep it competitive. That's really my big thing. I, I As much as I want to see a victory and I want to see the Zach Wills or the uh, Joe Flacco revenge game, I haven't seen the Jets shut down tight ends in a, in a very long time uh, or the screen passes, which is where J.K. Dobbins could really like torch us. So I don't think we match up super well. And if Lamar starts running wild, like this could get ugly real quick. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, but I don't think our D matches up well at least until proven otherwise. Yeah, I I agree 100% with what you just said. The Jets have struggled against tight ends for a long time. Uh, You're obviously hoping that some of these additions that the Jets made in free agency in the draft should help mitigate that, but um, they were very, very bad against the run last year, and this this Ravens team, they they are built to run the ball, whether it's Mm -hmm. with Dobbins, Lamar, you have the multi-tight end sets. it, it projects to be a tough matchup, I think. But if the Jets are going to be in it, they need to keep it like a low-scoring, hog-the-ball kind of affair. Um, because mm-hmm. if this just becomes Ravens going right up and down the field at will, then it could get ugly quick. Yeah, I don't want to see turnover on downs. I want Brees Hall, no. Michael Carter just running it down their throat. <laughs> like, absolutely. The best way to keep... The score down is by not letting Lamar have the ball in his hands. And if you let him sit long enough, maybe he gets a little cold, has an errant throw. Maybe you get a a chance at a turnover there. And you got to have someone spying him the entire game. I want someone like either Whitehead or, you know, 
Quincy Williams or someone like that just shadowing yeah. him the entire game. I want I want to lay a lick on him when he gets outside the pocket. Quan Alexander maybe with his speed. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. The tracking speed is is there, yeah. and maybe not so much the <laughs> the penalty machine that is Quincy Williams. Um, Brett says, guys, you think Zach should start week one if cleared? Um, it depends how much practice time. I know Matt's on the the bandwagon as far as when he's healthy, he should play, and we're both we're both there. Um, but I think practice time will dictate it if he's healthy, like say Monday, and he has the the whole week to practice. You know, coin flip. I'd probably lean on the side of Flacco. You want to see Zach the entire season. I don't. I don't need to see Zach against the foul, uh, against the Ravens to know if he's a good or a bad quarterback uh, right off the bat, especially coming back from injury. So I would. I would say he doesn't need to start. Um, but do you think Matt should Zach Wilson start if he is cleared? Uh, let's use your example of let's say he's cleared on Monday and starts practicing right away. Then I would say yes. Um, but if it's like a cleared on Thursday, you might get one practice and a walkthrough. Then I'm saying uh, we're going to hold you back and let the veteran go out there and let's get you a week of practice because I don't think it's fair to him to be like, oh, you were just cleared two days ago. Now you're going to play. I, I, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I agree. Oh, it looks like our buddy Buffalo uh, Jeff fan. Ooh, we'll is see him in the chat. Day. Ooh, yeah, we will. Actually, uh, hey, Buffalo, in the chat, uh, if you want to jump on with us, uh, I'll email you the link, and you can come on um, if you got some time. If not, you know, just let me know. Either way. We are just hanging out here. I'm here with Matt O'Leary. Green Bean is uh, feeling under the weather, so unfortunately, he is not with us tonight. Uh, if you want to get entered to our t-shirt giveaway... All you have to do is drop a like and then retweet this stream, Jets Talk 247, and uh, you'll get qualified for our t-shirt giveaway. And at the end, or if you want to get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway, and you're watching this after the fact, all you got to do, drop a comment down below. So, Rumor has it Green Bean had bad salmon. Bad salmon. Ooh, he's got the Denzel Mims treatment. Right? <laughs> Coming out like lava. Oh, God. Ugh. Not good. Not good, Green Bean. Um, I was trying to come up with, like, a green bean. He's looking green. He's under the weather, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, what else are you guys talking about in the chat? I see you guys in there. You know what? Let's, let's do the... Uh, let's give the phone call thing a try. Let's see if that works. Um, yeah, let's do it. Might as well. All right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna give this a try. I don't think. Oh, I didn't do my timer though. Hold on. Before I do that, if you want to take a look at the chat, if anything pops up to you, yeah. let me know. I'm gonna see if I can move the timer over. Uh, right now they're debating quarterbacks. It looks like right now. <laughs> um, oh, maybe I didn't make one. Because I haven't done a call-in show well, yet. That's my. I wanted to get your take on the Mike White versus Chris Strebler topic. That we haven't really gotten too deep into that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let's let's have that discussion. Then we'll go over to phone calls. Uh, so for me, I want Strebler on the practice squad. If I felt confident he wasn't going to get plucked, then I would. 
put him I would put him on the practice squad and stash him because Mike White has some game experience. He played well for us in the like game and a half that he played, uh, but he hasn't really looked that good in preseason. And I don't know how much stock I want to put into preseason because Strebler's playing against backups too, but he didn't have any reps. Was it last week? And he wound up like playing well. So yeah. I think the upside is way higher with Strebler. So you may want to just opt for that. Like I'm, I almost feel, hmm. Do you think that Mike White could execute the game plan better as QB3 if called upon? Or do you think the upside of Strevler is better? I'll take the upside. Um, That's kind of where I'm at. I'll definitely take the upside. And I think, well, maybe not so much after the last two preseason games, but maybe there's a world where you can still trade him for like a conditional pick next. Nick Mullins just got traded. I didn't think Mm -hmm. Blake Cashman could get traded. Um, so yeah. who knows? Maybe a team gives up. It's who you know who draft picks. It doesn't really matter to them, and they're mm-hmm. going to trade a, a a sixth or seventh round pick next year um, for you know a, a guy who they feel like could be a backup. I, I just think that if you tried to practice squad Strevler, I think he would get claimed. And mm-hmm. like we're under the assumption that Zach's not playing week one. He could, but I think most are saying Flacco's going to start, and obviously Flacco needs a backup. So it's either Mike White. Or Strevler. Personal preference, I would try to trade Mike White. Or, you know, even mm. this might sound crazy, but at this point, I think Mike White might have a better shot of making it through to the practice squad than Strevler because of just what we've seen in the preseason. I don't can Mike White still be on the practice squad? That's the only question I have, because he's like twenty seven, I think. I don't know if that's like I think they're at a certain point you can't be put on the practice squad. I think you automatically go to free agency. I think chat let us know if that's correct i i think I that look up, uh practice squad rules yeah i i get the feeling that he might be too long in the nfl but yeah you're right if you could if you could practice squad mike white i wonder how that affects his contract like does he then get signed for like the vet minimum instead of the tender because the tender is 2.5 million Sorry, uh, but okay, I figured it out. But you were right yeah. before 2020, but then in 2020, they oh. changed it to that anyone could be put on the practice squad. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the move then. Yeah, cut, save the cap space. If he gets claimed, who cares, I guess. Like, you're not too beat up about it. Um, and then if he doesn't get claimed, he goes on the practice squad, and he doesn't have to move, right? How about it? Although, do you think he'd get sour and be like, I don't want to sign with the Jets practice squad because you've cut me for this guy that hasn't gotten any reps? Yeah, but when he got reps, he was better. Like, there's a Mike, yeah. Mike White is playing also against second and third stringers, too. It's not like he's going up against exclusively first stringers. He did play a little bit against first string defense this week, but he played up until the third quarter. And then mm-hmm. in week one, obviously, Zach started against the first string and Mike White came in against the Eagles second and third team guys and didn't do anything. So, he, yeah, he had a really great game against the Bengals where his average depth of target was under five yards um, and had nine turnover worthy throws in three games. So I, I'm really I'm all, I'm all good there. I like it. Uh, Boogie Down Bronx says, hey, guys, just wanted your opinion 
Uh, what do you think about the offensive line who has not played or really practiced together? Hopefully we can fix that. I think we're definitely going to see a growth period. We saw it last year when we added in uh, Moses. We lost Becton. Fant moved over to the left-hand side. AVT starting his first year. This year is a little bit different because we don't have any rookies on our offensive line, but everyone's playing new positions. Ex not new positions, but playing next to new people in new roles in some capacity like avt and fant played together and they played well together but they're moving from left side to right side tomlinson was a pro bowler last year on the left side comes in stays on the left side but now he's playing against Dwayne brown who's also a pro bowler but they haven't played together <laughs> so there's like that whole chemistry and then now you're talking about mcgovern in the middle of both of that so i think you're going to see a, a lag period for how good this offensive line could be it might take it might not be as long as last year but it might take till week four uh, or so for them to really start hitting their stride. And I, I am a little concerned that their lack of production early on might skew people the wrong way in terms of like yeah. Brees Hall and stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. I, I saw people getting really hot about like, oh, Brees looked horrible, you know, yesterday in his three or four touches or whatever he had. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to get worked up over Brees Hall in the preseason right now. Um, but as far as the offensive line goes, like, I can't lie. A part of me is a little bit concerned if they don't get really any practice or game time together. Um, I think it's probably going to take a couple week adjustment, but th this line has potential to be really, really good. I think they eventually settle in just like last year. I mean, it started a little bit rough last year, but they ended up being, you know, a top half of the league offensive line. So, um, I'm not concerned about it long term, but the first game or two might be a little bit of an adjustment. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Delgado dropped in his member super chat and says, spoiler, no, but I don't know what that was in regards to because <laughs> I, I think I missed yeah, it. It was just before this, this one. Hey, spoiler, no. Uh, speaking of spoilers, I'm not going to say anything, but did you watch the new Game of Thrones House of the Dragon uh, I did not watch the original Game of Thrones. I'm not really a oh. fantasy. I'm not really a uh, fantasy type of. Mm. That's just not really okay. my my style. I know it's a really good storyline, and it's so much more than just a fan. Like I've believe, like everyone in my life has told me this. It's just not really my thing. So mm. I, I'm gonna pass on it. That's totally all right. I watched it. It's intense. Um, for those of you, I won't. I won't That's go into any more of it. But yeah, it was it was an intense episode. Uh, Andrew says opinion about the zone D, no rush equals being burned. Uh, yeah, I think you're seeing vanilla schemes right now because you don't want to um, give away or tip your hand towards any of the teams you're about to face. And I think you'll see more aggressive play when we start sending blitzers, when you start sending, uh, maybe not sending, but start having man press man coverage. Like I think that's where Sauce is really going to shine. I do think they're going to play him in a little bit of zone Uh I mean, one, because we, we tend to play more zone anyway, but two, I think sauce is going to get flagged a lot this year. I think they're going to be on the lookout for pass interference, uh, and like holding on the, the defensive side from the defensive backs. And I think because of sauce's play style, he's going to have a rough first year from a penalty perspective. Uh, and it might take him a little bit of the season to kind of figure out how to play in the NFL. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a fair estimate because at times in like that was one of his few critiques is he can get a little bit grabby at times. Um, mm. if supposedly, I mean, he hasn't been targeted yet, so I, he's probably been pretty good in coverage. I have to go back and watch um, the full tape on it. But um, 
with just with him, I I, I think um, we'll see both Sauce and DJ Reed kind of bring some stability to the secondary. That's my hope, mm-hmm. at least, because through the first two preseason games, as we mentioned earlier, it just feels like there's wide receivers and tight ends running wild all over the field. Uh, and I think the pass rush obviously improved. So uh, I think they'll be better. But yeah, if we're just basing it off the first two games, it, it started very slow. There hasn't been much of a pass rush and the they feel like they can't cover. So you mentioned the tight ends. Richie and I, when we were at camp on Friday, stood right next to Kyle Pitts and oh my lanta yeah <laughs> this he's man gigantic. he's a huge person <laughs> his hand dude it's like he's wearing like baseball mitts <laughs> like for hand like that's his hand like it's huge i don't think i've ever seen a bigger human um from like a pure bulk perspective like this guy he's scary he just he runs like he's like megatron in tight end form absolutely crazy yeah um, all right, let's, let's give this call in thing a try. Let's see how that goes. I don't have the timer, so we'll, we're going to keep it to just the question. So if you guys are going to call in, ask us a question, uh, and then we're going to boot you and then we're going to talk about the question and I'll go back and we'll do the next caller. So that, that's how we're going to try and work this. Like um, that. yeah, call in numbers on the screen. Uh, pulling this up. Hopefully it works. If it doesn't work, uh, let me know in the chat because I may not catch it right away, but I think it's going to work. I have faith. Uh, boot them with the chicken. I got to figure out a, a macro that'll allow me to like cancel out the uh, like the caller and shoot the chicken at the same time. That would be sick if we could pull that off. I, I probably can. What I should do is have a pause so they hear the chicken and then get booted. <laughs> like Give them the double whammy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's see. Ooh, it says your browser. Oh no, someone tried to call before. So it's someone saved the number. That was smart. <laughs> when I talked about it before, cause I have a call in here from before oh, that. There you go. Uh, let's see. See if it comes through. Do I have the right number on there? 506. Yeah. Who knows? We have uh, okay. a super chat in here too. If you want to grab Ooh. that. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know if it made its way through. Yeah, 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 I see it. Um, All right. Sherb says, any thoughts about potentially moving on from man? I know punter is not a huge priority, but man has been consistently below average since drafted. Um, I don't want to give up on man yet. You know, there's, I don't think there's any reason to. I don't think he's been bad. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't given it a crazy ton of thought because I've been so concerned with like the every other facet of the team (laughs) like from coaching on down like punter is so beyond (laughs) where i'm at right now unless we start losing games because of uh you know the punter yeah i just think that at times he can get um a little inconsistent a little inconsistent he has a really good leg but at the same time um it's there's just too many times oh you got a phone call call coming in all right pick it up from Naeem. Ooh, Naeem. Let's see if this works. Welcome to Talking Jets. Can you hear us, brother? Yes. Yep, I can hear you. Good. Matt, can you hear him? Yep, I got him. Ah, this is cool. It's working. (laughs) Cool. You're our first caller on Talking Jets that actually everyone got to hear. Cool. Ooh. 
but definitely listen to us on the phone, oh. not through the stream because there's going to be a lag there. So what's your question? Okay. Well, uh, my question is, what do you think of um, the quarterback between Mike White and Streffler? Who do you think going to um, win that? Do you think Mike White is still the favorite, or do you think Stressler's, you know, going to take his spot? Ooh, we were just talking about this, and we just looked up the uh, the practice squad rules. So we think that Mike White has a better chance of landing on the practice squad and staying there than cutting Strevler and having him make the practice squad. We think he's probably going to get plucked by someone. So I think it's worth it to cut Mike White, save the $2.5 million in uh, cap space because of his tender, and then uh, keep Strevler. Matt, anything to add to that? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think Strevler's looked better in the preseason. I also think he adds a little bit something more to this offense. He's a little more similar to Zach in the sense that he could use his legs and extend plays that way, where Mike White is more of your prototypical po uh, pocket passer. Um, and I think if you're going to carry Flacco, I I'd like to have that other alternative and, and go. I think I'd go Strevler at this point. I love it. Brother, thank you so much for calling in. You have been ejected You're out of here. from the cockpit. Boom. Ah, that was fun. <laughs> I'm really glad that worked. We were trying to do yeah. call-ins for the longest time, and it just could, we couldn't figure out how to like route the audio to make things happen. Um, no, but it, it works now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. We got another one. Call from Andrew. To accept, press one. Andrew, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. What's up, fellas? Go Jets. Yeah. What's on your mind? Um, I was wondering what you guys thought about the DB, especially the safety position after the first two preseason games. Ooh, sa safety position wise, I'm a little concerned with Whitehead from a like I just want to lay a lick and not wrap up <laughs> perspective. Sure. Um, I think he's yeah, gonna be better. Yeah, yeah. What was that? I said I agree totally. Yeah, I I think it, I mean we're gonna have way more stability back there than we have in the past. Like I think Joiner and Whitehead are gonna provide some uh, comfort there. I think you could see guys like Parks or Pinnock. Uh, make the team ahead of Ashton Davis for sure. I, I think, right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I get the feeling that we've seen kind of what we're going to see from him and that's all it's going to be. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the safety position? Yeah. Thanks, on the safe hang up. I appreciate taking the call. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Yeah. For me, I think that, uh, are we getting another one? Yeah, I got another one. I just had a call waiting thing. That was pretty cool. So I got to figure I was, out yeah, how it looks. What is this? <laughs> I've never had that, that happen before. Thing. Usually it just blows past people. So actually, follow up guys, you guys can stay on the line because it actually works pretty easily to talk. And then it doesn't make another caller pop in after the question. So it's a learning experience. Yeah, it's a learning experience for everyone involved. I love that for us. Um, I, Whitehead, I'm, I'm pretty confident in. I, I understand mm -hmm. your the tackling concern question. I think that's legit. Mm -hmm. On the other side, I don't know what the plan is at free safety. Um, I, which is scary. Joiner is old and often injured. So if he's mm -hmm. healthy, that's fine. But you're you're looking at uh, what maybe I mean, they seem to really like um, I almost said Nasraldine, but it's not who's the other guy they drafted last year that they moved to safety. P Pinnock? Pinnock. Yeah, Pinnock. I don't know why I mixed yeah. those up, but I did. 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> maybe they seem to really like him at safety. So maybe that's their long term solution, but it, that might be a little bit risky. Thomas says White looks like he swallowed Xanax. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Buffalo Jet fan says Ashton Davis doesn't do a single thing well at safety. He's gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he runs fast. Yeah, he's, he's quick and <laughs> running out of bounds behind the guy because he took a bad angle. Yeah, that's the. I think we're all on the same page there. All right. Phone number is on the screen. You can ask your question and stay on the line. Uh, and what's cool is I'm going to see how that call waiting works. So if you wind up hearing like a busy tone, let's just play with this and see how it <laughs> how it works. We'll try it out. Right. Who knows? Uh, Jose goes, Hey guys, sorry. Good evening. They're watching you guys. I don't think that's a correct sentence. Uh, all right. We got a caller on the line. Hey, what's up, my Viles? Ooh, I think I can put this person on oh, hold and accept. What's up, guys? Let's see if this works. Bernard from North Carolina. Whoop. Sorry, Bernard. Let me see if I can... Oh no, we had Mutt Files. All right, Bernard, stay on the line real quick. I'm going to go back to Mutt Files. Mutt Files, you there? Oh no. <laughs> oh, boom. Oh, sorry. I was testing it out. I went back to Mutt Files. All right. Hey, Bernard, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Long time. Yeah, it's been a whole long time. I can't wait to do the call ins and start you know, talking to you guys more. You know, I've been trying to reach you for a long time, but the way it's set up, you know, I guess you don't have the cubicle system to put me in. I, oh, I had schedule our time and you know it, it popped up. Okay, so see now I think this is Mutt Viles calling again. I can end and accept. I can decline or I can I can put hold and accept, but then it jerks me over to the other thing. So, uh, Bernard, stay on the line real quick. I'm gonna try something. Call from Scott. Oh. All right, dude. I'm gonna put you on hold. I'm going back to the other caller, and then I'm gonna try this. This probably isn't gonna work, but well, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Is he there? All right. Bernard, can you hear me? Hello? Bernard, no! Bernard, are you there? No. This See, the issue is when the second call comes in and the, the ticking starts. Then that's when all hell breaks loose over here. That's what it is. So I just got to decline everyone that does it. Ah, Bernard, I'm sorry. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> uh, other caller, are you there? <laughs> What's up, Brian? Hey, what's hey, good, dude? <laughs> sorry well, i booted you bernard uh what's what's up dude welcome uh sorry welcome uh to talking jets what's on your mind hey man i would take uh i want to see how you guys if you guys agree i know Corey davis has the experience and most people are gonna be like it's gonna take garrett wilson a couple weeks you know to acclimate himself but i think week one it should be him and elijah starting on the outside let's get it rolling get the young guys going right from the jump Ooh. i've seen enough Matt, how, what do you like feel that. about that? Yeah, why not? Um, I, I think it should be the young guys starting right away. I think they both flashed a ton in training camp, and Garrett, I think, has looked good in the preseason. I'm I'm down for that. Um, all right, dude. You know what that means. You have been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. Call <laughs> from Mike the Barber. Mike the Barber, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. Hey, guys. It's good to hear. What's your main two concerns entering the season? 
Ooh, two main concerns. I'm going to say, can we stop the run? And is Zach the guy? I don't, I don't know if that necessarily yep. answers your question or if that's like, if you're talking like position specifically, but those would be the two that I'm like, uh Oh, and we need two new tackles coming in next year. I don't, I think we're going to look for a tackle, but I, I, at least I can sit back and say like, okay, they're, they're playing Mitchell at right tackle. Like, let's see how he develops for a year. Cause we have Brown under contract for another season. Although his contract, not as prohibitive as I would have thought. Yeah, like you can bad. cut him if you, if you needed to. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the the offensive line with the tackles? Yeah, um, I'm not like I'm not worried about that yet. I know that feels very short sighted of me to say, but like I want to get through this year and see what the offensive line looks like because you kind of hinted at that this with your first original answer was that uh, you need to figure out what Zach Wilson is. So um, mm-hmm. for me, it's just like let's worry about this year let's see how both these tackles look and then you worry about the offensive line next year about those two positions but i definitely think that you're going to probably have to look to bring in one at least one tackle in either free agency or the draft i don't know if for college there but he is ejected from the cockpit (laughs) you're out of here (laughs) all right I see a super chat in here. We're going to get to Mike real quick. Uh, Mike O'Donnell says, dude, I'm a Long Island guy and Jets fan. And my wife is a long uh, lifelong University of Georgia fan. Any chance I get to be one, any chance I get to be the one in the house who has the better team? Ooh. Uh probably not that's a fat fat chance uh it just won a championship last year and probably gonna be very good again this year it's that would be i would love it but i would say probably not yeah that would be would be a little tough um all right someone said i didn't see the you didn't see a chicken let's see what happens oh i think i shrunk the chicken it is super tiny yeah i was gonna say that looked like a little feather running around but yeah it's like all right how do i do this that's annoying. I like this is very selfish of me, but I like when you work on the fly because, like, <laughs> I-, I don't know. I just it's very interesting to me. There's like these little, you know what? I'm gonna have to work on the chicken. I think when I clicked something, I accidentally just shrunk the file, <laughs> so it's like a little teeny tiny dot on on top of my camera. That's, that's like funny. actually sending it. Uh, Thomas Cahill says, Matt and Ryan, how much rope? Will they give Joiner before the axe comes? Uh, if they think Pinnock is uh, playing well, yeah, I, I would give Joiner the axe pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I, I think it has to do with how some of these other younger safeties are playing. Um, but they like the veteran presence too at the same time. So uh, I think he probably gets the first look. But if things start to go poorly or he gets hurt, then it shouldn't, you know, shouldn't prohibit them from moving on. Yeah, I mean, he has not played safety in, this will be it, three years. He, yeah. He's played nickel the last two with uh, the Raiders, and then he had, you know, obviously last year with the Achilles injury. So I uh, I would not be opposed to passing on him for a guy we drafted last year. I think that uh, is totally fine. Uh, call-in number is on the screen. Give us a call if you'd like to uh, talk with us. I hope we get Bernard back because I accidentally hung up on him and I feel bad. Or Bernard. 
You can't catch a break. Oh, he's so great. He was like, yeah, I couldn't wait to get caught. I couldn't wait to call it. I was like, all right, I'm going to try something real quick. And then I was like, oh, no, Bernard, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, who we get? True. We got someone right here. Um, Mike, Ah, uh, there we go. My files. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Cool. I don't know what happened. It, like, usually it says like I'm, I'm picking up the phone with you, but that's all right. Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Um, just curious. I know it's preseason, but what do you think those soft are not getting targeted at all already? It makes me happy, but I don't know, like, if it's false hope right now. <laughs> I, I hope it's. I hope teams are afraid to throw at him because the guy's big. <laughs> I think he's going to be as advertised. I really do. Um, and I think they might be more willing to test someone like a Brees Hall or maybe like a Michael Carter as opposed to going after Sauce. But if he gives up a, a few uh, big plays, then they'll start gunning for him. Who knows? Matt, how you feeling about Sauce not getting targeted? So uh, we're going to report from the chat. Supposedly, they can't hear me when I talk. Um, so that's, really? that's an issue. Yeah, that's what they're saying in the chat. But um, on so I will answer for everyone else watching the video or listening. Um, I would like to see Sauce Gardner to get targeted so I can see him make plays on the football eventually, selfishly, but I, it's got to mean that he's playing pretty well, I'd imagine. Interesting. Good stuff. <laughs> Take it easy, my boss. Uh, poor my files. It's like when... Oh, I wonder if maybe the phone call... Wait, did you say the people on the phone can't hear you? Yeah. And the Oh, that's what it is. Okay, that's yeah. why they're not answering. <laughs> Yeah, they, that's yeah. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, about? you can hear everything. I, yeah, so they're just sitting there quiet, and I'm just, yeah. oh, oh well. Okay, I'll try to figure that out. Uh, until then, Jersey Jets comes in and says, uh, if Zach gets hurt again or plays poorly, what are the chances we draft a quarterback next year? I would say pretty close to zero. Um, I would roll with Zach. And then depending on what happens with Jimmy G, I would look to bring in Jimmy G next year and have him compete with him on like a one year or like a contract that would pay Jimmy G like a franchise quarterback if he winds up being the starter. Um, I don't want to just give up on Zach after two years, but I think you have to have a contingency plan in place. And I think I've seen enough from Joe Douglas right now that I feel comfortable I would I would like him to make another quarterback pick if Zach were to not be the guy because I think he's acquired enough talent, but a lot of it's going to have to come into play. Like, does that translate to wins this season, even if Zach's not playing great? Yeah, I don't know. the The drafting, being able to draft another quarterback is is that's I I like Joe Douglas, I really do, but th that ties you in for another probably two or three years, and if you're resetting that button, and then how just uh, how long is this leash? I guess would be my rebuttal question to that. It's not necessarily an anti-Douglas thing; it's more of a this is who he aligned himself with. Like it, it almost better work out, kind of a thing. Yeah, I think that's fair. I. For me, like looking at the Zach Wilson pick, like trading Sam Darnold was the right move, especially because you were in a quarterback heavy class. You had the number two overall pick. Now, unfortunately, you missed out on Trevor Lawrence, which is where like a, a lot of us thought we were going to be able to go by the end of that season. Uh, but we're really excited with Zach. But OK, you passed on Mac Jones. I don't think anyone was going to take Mac Jones at two. 
Trey Lance went one pick behind us. If Trey Lance winds up having a great career, then all of a sudden that looks pretty bad. Justin Fields hasn't looked good so far, so I don't think you're necessarily going to be like on the chopping block because of that. Like I think Zach Wilson was the pick. Um, Trey Lance would have been a, a hell of a gamble, I think, at number three yeah. with Zach still on the board. No, it it, it would have been. And like the thing is, like people, uh, you know, you always see the crazy comments, but I think it was last week someone was saying they should have taken Trey Lance. Right. And we were saying, well, if the 49ers had the second pick, they were taking Zach Wilson. So what does that tell you? Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, the, like Zach was clearly the number two quarterback by every like ranking uh, across the board and the occasional number one ranking. If you are uh, Sims, so I'm going to take him either way. I think that was the right move. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the, the call-ins. Let's see if I could figure out how to make it so... Whoa! What? You'll see it. What's going on? What's going on? Whoa! Holy smokes. Oh. All right, my vials. Let's talk. Here we go. What's he saying? Uh, my file says, chat was trying to listen to Matt in the stream. LOL, my bad for the, si <laughs> the silence chat. Uh, LOL. My other question was, how long do you see the starts uh, starters playing next Sunday against the Giants? I think only a half, and that's it. Also, guarantee a victory against the Ravens. Uh, yeah, hopefully we're getting that victory against the Ravens. I really, I want to see a week one home opener, Jet win. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I was at a home opener and the Jets actually won. It's been a very, very long time. Yeah, that's a I great point. The last one for me, I think it was the Jets home opener was Jets Browns with like the 2015 year. I think that was the home opener. It was. Yeah, I wasn't at that game, but um, I, I'm trying to think. Have the Jets won their home? Op when was the last time the Jets won their home opener before that? I don't know. I think it's been a while. We, we've been pretty bad with the home openers. I think you might be right. As crazy as that is, 2015 might be. Cause like, well, I mean, it wasn't a home opener. We beat Detroit with Sam. Yeah, that was on the road, and then they lost to the Dolphins the next week. Yep, at home. We lost to the Bills week one with the mono in year in nineteen. In twenty, uh -huh. they lost every game until the end of the year. Mm hmm. What would seventeen have been? I think they also lost to the Dolphins in week two. Man, so sixteen. Would have been Fitz's second year back. I, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, they I don't lost to since they lost to Cincinnati on opening day on 9-11 that year. Oh wow. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> the Browns one was the last time they won a home yeah. opener. Uh, the second part of this, well, for, I guess first part of this question: uh, How long do you see the starters playing Sunday against the Giants? I I don't want them to play. Like, I mean, very few. I, I want to see the young guys play. So, like, which I guess is a lot of our starters. But I'd like to see you know, sauce and Johnson and Brees and Garrett Wilson. Like I'd like to see those guys play. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will see more of them. Um, my guess I'm maybe a quarter. I think that because mm -hmm. Salah came out and said that the starter, they're going to use it like a dress rehearsal. So I think to me, that's at least a quarter. Yeah. I think if they have a really good drive and they score a touchdown, like let's say they get the opening kickoff and they drive down the field. I could see that being it and being like, okay, we're, we're looking good. Let's end on a, you know, a solid uptick here. Let's get the other guys some playing time. 
Um, if they go three and out or if they have like, you know, maybe two first downs and a stall or they get like a, a field goal, I do think they'll they'll get another drive. And I think it'll depend whenever they have their first good full drive where you feel confident. Uh, I think that's probably where they pull them. I don't know if I don't want to see them play a half. Like, I don't want Carl Lawson to see the field at all. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, put like, him in bubble critically, wrap. Yeah, dude. Anyone who's critically, critically important like that. Um, like Elijah Moore, I don't necessarily care if he plays. Like, I know what we have in him. It's it's really the the question marks that I'd prefer to see. Yep. Uh, but Mud Files, thank you. All the same. Thank you, Mud Files. All right. I'm going to see if I could figure out this call-in thing on the fly. Um, I think it's just a matter of setting something. Although I, I think what I'm doing is I think I have something on mix minus on the roadcaster, and I think that's what's not allowing them to hear you. Probably. I think it's because otherwise I would hear you twice, I think, or something along those lines. I don't know if that's yeah. right. All right, so we got this ringing. All right, picking up the phone. Call from Carson. Carson, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. What's going on, Ryan? It's been a long time. How are we doing? Ah, dude, we're having a grand old time. Uh, I'm going to have you stay on the phone real quick because I'm going to troubleshoot something while you're here. <laughs> I'm not going to hang I up on you. you. But... Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so Matt... Can you can you hear me right now? You can hear me. Yes. All right, caller, can you talk? Hello. Did you yes. hear that? I also heard the caller. I don't know if the caller Ooh. can hear me. That would be pretty beneficial if he could. Caller, can you hear Matt? I'm going to take that I as a I can hear Matt, but I have the stream going, so I can hear Matt through the stream, but I don't know if there's a delay. Ah, yeah, rats. So it's probably it's probably some mix minus thing that I got going on. I got to figure out how to do that. Ah, rats. All right, do sorry. Him, do you have him on a Do you have him on a group call or is it is it a one way? So I have him through like the streaming software I'm using, and there is an audio source that's capturing my microphone going into my roadcaster and pushing that out to Matt while I'm also capturing his audio, sending it into the roadcaster so I can hear it in my headphones, uh, and. I thought I would have had it going this way, but there's probably another source that I have to play with off camera. I think that's what's going to wind up happening. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, I appreciate you troubleshooting. What's your question, brother? And then we'll we'll so talk I, about it. So, so I kind of, you know, I texted you about it the other day. Um, mm -hmm. Two things, actually. Uh, one, we kind of discussed um, Jeff Ulbricht um, in kind of a, an extensive sense. Um, I understand that Salah loves him there because he runs his 4-3. Um, but there has been no defense that Jeff Ulbricht has really ran that has been top 10 in the league, you know, fundamentally or schematically. I mean, he was in Atlanta before New York, um, and his defense was, what, 22nd, 24th? Um, and Atlanta hasn't had um, – when he was in Atlanta, uh, they didn't have a good pass rush there either. Now, maybe that was because of the talent that was there. I get it. Um, but from the Jets, from what we've seen last year, I get it. We didn't have Carl Lawson last year. Um, we were not doing so well pass rushing either. Um, the secondary, for some odd reason, he doesn't know how to schematically put out a defense where on first and second down and long, 
to where he could, you know, I, I get you want to play the six. I understand that. But every single time I see the Jets in a second and long or third and long, they tend to give up like a 15, even <laughs> a 25-yard play on a third down and 20. So I don't understand yep. schematically what he's doing out there. He's running a cover three. Like last, like in the preseason game the other day, uh, you know, um, uh, Ritter was killing cover three. I even texted you about it during the game. Killing mm-hmm. the cover three. He's getting the cover three the whole drive, right down the field. So can you answer me and tell me why Salah chose Ulbrich to run this defense? Because schematically, it doesn't make much sense to me. So I think it's definitely relationship wise because then they they coached together in Jacksonville, I think. Right. Is that where that connection was? So, yeah. So I think that's why he chose him. I think he he believed in him. And then maybe, you know, the the coaching staff was getting refreshed in Atlanta anyway. Um, Bringing a guy that you feel like aligns with how you would want to coach uh, and maybe you know, maybe it's the play calling that's the issue. If Ulbrich's calling the plays and the, you know, if that's the issue, but I don't know if that's, is it a play calling thing? Is it a talent thing? Is it a way you teach thing? Like that's the, that's the part of this. I'm not too sure of like, is, is Salah going to do better or is it like he agrees with all these play calls and would have called something similar anyway? I mean, Ulbrich hasn't ran a top 10 defense ever. In, in, in any portion, any level of the NFL. So what what made Salah believe that, uh, obviously the connection between them, that them working prior, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, but, I don't know. I, I think, way, well, by I, the way, I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard that. It sounded like someone dropped out of a call. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to figure that out. So you can hear the audio that's coming through yeah. my computers. Um, but it, uh, it was like a call waiting thing on the side and someone was calling in. So that was what I was playing with before where I was like, Oh, I'll put someone on hold. And then, but it like screws things up. So it didn't work, but I've never had that happen before. So there's gotta be some setting that I toggled and that like, shouldn't happen. Shouldn't I thought I got the chicken a second ago. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish I could get the chicken. I don't know. Oh wait, did I make the, Oh, did I do it on here? Hold on. Oh no, I can't, but I can do this. Let me know if you can hear this caller. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. I did hear that. Can you hear? The guy's an idiot. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. It's a <laughs> bit of audio. That's I love it, I love it. Thanks, Carson. I'll talk to you later. Uh, okay, so that's going to be fun that's when I get funny. that figured out eventually. I got to figure out how to yeah, play with like, you know what? volume. If I'm mm-hmm. coming through the roadcaster, that mm-hmm. means that the I would assume the audio that the caller is getting is from your computer and not the roadcaster, because theoretically, mm-hmm. shouldn't they hear me? Yeah, so, but I think they can't hear you because I have, it's something like that, but I have the, it is going through the roadcaster in Google Voice, so it it should be going there. Andrew, Andrew, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. What's up, fellas? I apologize earlier. I was like one of the first guys I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool, dude. I I thought I screwed something up. I was like, oh, no. It's all good. What's going on, uh, brother? I, I, pre- I appreciate the, taking the call back. But question, you, I know that Matt, we, he talked about it, we both all talked about Zach starting, you know, when he's ready, healthy week one. And then someone else brought up, like, the offensive line. And, we all, and I heard you guys talk about that briefly. I just kind of wanted to loop those two together. If Zach is healthy and deemed ready to go, we 
played right tackle. ABT is as good as he is, hasn't really played right guard. So I'm just wondering, like, how do you guys feel? Even if Zach's healthy week one, mm-hmm. do you put him out there with a line that hasn't really gelled? Oh, interesting. Or, you know, you know I, I just had a, just a different spin on it, you know? Like, yeah. is, is it going to be like, not that I want Flacco to get killed either, but sure. I mean, I'd rather, no offense to Joe, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Hmm. I didn't give that a thought. Yeah, I guess I would rather give Zach a little bit of time. Like, obviously, you want to see as many games from him as possible, but letting this offensive line gel a little bit and letting Zach see, you know, how Flacco prepares and that sort of stuff, that's really not a bad option at all. Matt, how are you feeling uh, about, you know, maybe the offensive line being better given a few weeks and letting Zach come back? Uh, I, I, he, I hear that, but like at the same time, like, I don't know if I want to use that excuse of the offensive line to hold him. You have to tell me if Matt's talking smack. I can't hear. Yeah, he's talking. (laughs) I wonder if this, hold on, Matt, start talking. I'm just curious if this works. Chest one, two microphone. Is the caller able to hear me? I'm going to assume not. Yeah. (laughs) I figured it out. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it love it um, but i was just saying so, <laughs> love it so for so the caller can hear i was just saying that uh i hear yeah. where you're where you're coming from um on it and i think like i get the logic behind it but at the same time like i don't want to necessarily use the offensive line as an excuse not to give zach as many reps as possible but i like the logic from your end it adds up. i get it yeah it's uh I don't know. I think you can make a strong case on either side for this one, but I just, I feel like if, if Zach's let's say healthy and good to go, then I, I feel like you just got to roll him, Even if the offensive line isn't fully up to speed. Fair enough. I appreciate it. I'm glad that I was the first one to hang up and also the one to be on the phone when I got food. See, you have made it possible for us to do this in the future now. Thank you. Yeah, really <laughs> for I all the patience. It's idea, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Awesome, dude. Take it easy. It'd be cool if I could hit the hang up button and like Google Voice automatically did the chicken sound. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, cool. be sick. There's got there's some way to do this. I gotta I'll play with it and figure it out. But there's definitely. I wonder if does this change the. Oh no, that doesn't do it. it only does it on that other scene. Rats. See, I wouldn't be able to troubleshoot this by myself because I'd be calling Becca and then I'd have like another oh, phone I, on like the other side. I've had it where <laughs> it's like all over multiple ca- like computers open my, on stuff. My girlfriend Hold hates from. me for that. How's it sound now? <laughs> Sam, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. Hey, how's it going, guys? Not too bad. How's it? Uh, how's it hanging over there? What's on your mind? Oh, it's, it's going good. I want to talk a defensive line with you guys. All right, shoot. Uh, so I'm what's seeing your... a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of um, good plays from a lot of the depth and you know the starters we have out there. Mm-hmm. My question is, with you know all this stuff, all well, how uh, sorry, how well they're playing? Mm-hmm. Who gets axed? Who gets practice squatted? And then you know what happens from there? At what position? Sorry. Uh, defensive line and or D tackle and D end. D line and D tackle. Okay, so this is going to be interesting, right? Matt, do you know how many guys we kept last year, roughly, or what the number of D ends and D tackles should roughly be? I don't, I don't know offhand. Usually I know some like, of the other positions, like nine or nine or ten. Ten would be like the absolute most. I feel like. 
so let's say we do Carl Lawson, Quinnen Williams, John Franklin Myers, Jermaine Johnson. Um, then you're probably Clemens looking. Got to make the team, right? What was that? Yep. Clemens has got to make the team, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No Clemens. Clemens. Clemens makes it. Rankins is probably on that bubble because of cap space savings. Um, John Franklin, or not John Franklin Myers, um, Jonathan Marshall probably goes to the practice squad, I think. Um, Solomon Thomas, Jacob Martin, Anay. Anay gets I feel like cut, I, I feel, I yeah, I think Anay's probably gone. I think Martin stays. Solomon Thomas, I think they want him to stay. I think. Hmm. I don't know. Zuniga goes, I think, even though he he looked pretty good the the first week. I didn't notice a ton from him this week, but um, I think he's probably gone. It's a it's so a numbers think, issue. There's just so many guys here, man. I think Zuniga. He, so he Zuniga had one tackle yesterday. Okay. On his box score, I I don't know. I Zuniga's one that I I would have said is definitely gone. I think if it's a tight competition, like Curry is one that might be like a, okay, if we keep Zuniga, are we cutting Curry? I don't know if Curry's going to be like, I don't know. What did he, what did he have? He had like a blood issue, right? That was his. Yeah. And didn't he get banged up at practice this week too? Oh, Vinny Curry. It's possible. I don't know. I have not been as dialed in with that. I think I saw, I think I saw something like that. Yeah. I know Quinnen was on the sideline. I know, I think it was Solomon Thomas too. And then who was the other one? I saw three people working off to the side. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Matt, who do you think makes the team? Um, so I think you see Lawson, JFM, Quinnen, Johnson, Martin, Solomon Thomas. That's six Rankins. Ooh, I think Huff. makes it. Huff is- makes it. That's eight. And then Clemens and Tanzel Smart, I guess. So that means you're cutting Jonathan Marshall or moving around Jonathan Marshall, Zuniga, Vinnie Curry, Nathan Shepard, and Anai. That sounds right. I think that sounds right. Caller, how are you feeling about that? Sounds good. The D-line sounds dirty. Looks like you're going to get a lot of sacks this year based off that. Dude, I hope so. The, the way we upgraded our pass rush and our secondary, like – Reed and Sauce, those are ball hawks. Those are guys that are going to be able to take advantage of errant throws caused by our pass rush. So if we can score some points on the offensive side of the ball and put a little bit of pressure on other teams' offenses so they don't have to run the ball down our throats, then our run defense gets better, one. <laughs> and two, we play to the uh, the turnover strength, possibly. It's a compounding well, it's, uh, game plan. Let's hope that all works out. Fingers crossed, right? I'm not going to hold my breath just yet. Yep. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, brother. Boom! You're gone. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, boys and girls, we got, what is that, 23 minutes? Math? I think that's right. 23 minutes before the end of our show. Uh, if you haven't, re- retweet the stream to get entered for our T-shirt giveaway. Someone could win a MILF shirt or a wide receiver covered in sauce. Ooh, Matt, I watched uh, the second episode of One Jets Drive and the wide receiver won covered in sauce was on yeah right that was sick I, I i didn't see the episode but i saw it get uh tweeted around or you might have posted it somewhere awesome. that is Richard from nevada 
Yeah, dude, that was that was really cool. Very uh, was very proud of that. So thank you. I think it was Mark Riss. Mark Riss was the one that actually uh, he won a shirt on our show and wore it oh, there. there. He's like, go. boom, free advertising. I was like, that was cool, Mark. Sorry, well, caller. I want a free shirt. Well, <laughs> he wants a free shirt. You got? Did you retweet the stream? Um, no, but I I was your first uh, your first member subscription of the day from the video. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So we'll add you into the qualifier. We can do that, 100%. Anyone who becomes a member uh, yeah. auto-qualifies. So, Trin, I'm, what's I'm up, Trin, I'm Trin the Great in the comments also. You, you see me with the, the doge with the two fried chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's on your mind, dude? So, uh, I don't know. Just a quick question. I, I am at work, so I just kind of want to ask and scoot, and I'll hear your guys' answer here. But uh, at what point do you think you put – jeff Ulbrich on the hot seat if if like wh where's the line this year anyway thanks guys Ooh, good question good question um i'm gonna pull up the jets schedule real quick just so i can look at it and kind of kind of predict as best i can uh because i think you're he's gonna have to get on the hot seat if we're not winning some games um so baltimore cleveland cincinnati Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Buffalo. So at what point, how many games do you think we can see where the defense is bad? I would think week five. If Tua goes off on us after having maybe a Kenny Pickett or a, uh, you know, Trubisky possibly beat us, then I think the heat gets kicked up. I think... He'll get a pass for the first two weeks. The Bengals, you can play it off like, okay, that's a really good team. But I think after the Miami game, before the Packer game, is where it starts to get dicey for him. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I definitely agree. And also, like, you look at that stretch after that of Green Bay, Denver, New England not as much, but Buffalo, like, three out of those four games, those could be some potentially potent offenses. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going into the bye. So I feel like if you're going to make a move, the bye week is probably the time to do it. I think I'd be surprised mm -hmm. if we saw them pull the plug earlier than the bye week. Yeah, I think they're going to let Ulbrich and most of our staff in any, like in general, the players, things of that nature, they'll give them the benefit of the doubt and they'll make them last as long as possible but i think the heat will get kicked up right after that dolphin game and then like matt said green bay denver new england buffalo heading into the bye those have some really ugly potential all four games could be losses for the new york jets i would imagine we'd be you know we would not be favorites in any no. of those games um especially if we wind up looking bad against pittsburgh and miami so I think hot seat after week five, uh, if it doesn't get better, he's he's ousted week ten. Or do you think they do you think they hold on to him, but Salah maybe takes play calling at week ten and they try to make it last a little longer? See, I think that would be the move earlier. You try to do that around maybe week five, week six, mm -hmm. and then if it's still not going well, they'll use him as a scapegoat. Yeah. Then I guess you get a quick litmus test going to uh, New England after the bye. And then you get Chicago, the Vikings, Buffalo, the Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins. The tail end of our schedule is so much more favorable than yeah. the front end. The one thing I want to toss out there, I don't know how much you've heard. Like a part of me is still nervous because it's 
New England and Bill Belichick, and I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but their mm-hmm. offense has looked terrible so far mm-hmm. in training camp in the preseason. So um, I want to get excited, but uh, it, you'll have to excuse me because 20 years experience tells me not to. So I'm being very cautious about that right now, but just want to toss that out in the wind. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of nice. You got to remember their New England's biggest loss was not JC Jackson. It was not, you know, some of these other players. It was Josh McDaniels. Losing Josh McDaniels to Vegas and having Mac Jones get his second offensive coordinator in two years, the Jets have seen that playbook. We know what that looks like. Like, this is a good thing for the Jets and the rest of the teams in our division if Mac Jones struggles or if the Patriots struggle. You know, we still got to contend with Buffalo, and we don't know what Miami is. If Tua figures it out, they could be a tough team. But I love watching them throw ducks. Like, if I only had to worry about Buffalo, um, I'm okay with that because Allen, to me, while he's incredibly dominant, I I could see him goofing the way I don't really see like a Patriots team goof. Like like the Patriots felt like such a juggernaut because they were so perfect all the time. Buffalo should beat everyone but I feel yeah. like there's the chance they may not because they just might flub it up or something. Like, you know, I could see a mistake coming from Allen. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, they are they have there's such a motivated team. They're they're the favorite they're really for or, for a reason, right? Um, obviously, the favorite doesn't always win, but mm-hmm. they on paper should be very, very, very good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not rooting for them to win a Super Bowl, but I think no. they would be my Super Bowl pick for this year. Um, I said it last year too. I, I really like the way their team's constructed. And I think Josh Allen is really good. I think he's a top yeah. five quarterback, but yes, yes, easily. Um, all right, let's try to get another caller. Phone numbers on the screen. Let's see. I'm trying to keep an eye on the chat too. Yeah, I'm trying to do both. It's not as, I miss green bean. He's usually the guy. In yeah. The chat. Green Bean takes care of the chat. For those of you guys that don't know, when we do our streams, Matt's the computer dude looking stuff up on stats and everything. Green Bean's the chat guy. And then I'm just the color commentary <laughs> as things go on. So if you ever wonder, like, what's happening, that's the the little... You're steering the ship. You have a very important job. job. All right. Press one. We got a caller on the line. What's up, brother? Welcome to Talking Jets. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Good, good, good. What's your name? I, I clicked a button and I didn't hear it when it came through. It's Mike. Mike! Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what tomorrow is? <laughs> Hump day! Hump day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What's going on, dude? So, um... Sorry, sir. Um, so, <laughs> what I'm thinking about is all the cuts and whatnot that we would mm-hmm. do and all the bubble players. So I think uh, the most interesting uh, group, of course, wide receiver, we'll save the Mims talk for now, but uh, running back and tight end. Do you think we're going to keep four tight ends knowing that our top three are locked? And mm-hmm. if so, are you keeping cagers or who are you keeping uh, from the tight end? Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, obviously the top three in uh, Uzama, Conklin, Ruckert, I, then I would probably keep cager. I think that's the play, and I think you try to move Yaboa to the practice squad. I think that's that's what you'd do. 
Matt, what do you think you'd do with uh, the tight end position? Yeah, um, I, I think I'm keeping Lawrence Cager because I said this earlier in the show, but I think he adds a different dynamic that they just really don't have as a as a pass catcher. He's a converted wide receiver, so obviously his route running and speed is just um, unbelievable, and it's gonna you know take that tight end room to a whole nother level. I, they don't need to have him focus on blocking. Like you have Ruckert for that, Uzama's fine for that role. Um, I think he's worthwhile to keep around. I don't think I'm keeping four running backs though. Um, I think I'm keeping three. Yeah, and that's who, the thing. Ooh. So who caller? Who would you keep of the running backs or or tight ends? You know what's your what's your feeling? So yeah, so I agree. I would keep four, and I would keep Kajer. I think Kajer just brings a different element, especially being a Mm-hmm. Um, converted yep. wide receiver. But from a running back standpoint, I think I'd cut Coleman and Johnson and keep uh, Zonovan Knight. And yep. I don't know if that's a popular opinion. I want to see what you guys thought. So that's really interesting because I was having this debate with someone the other day too. Um, and I would, running back wise, I'm keeping three. And it would be, you know, obviously Carter and Hall and then. I think I would hold on to Coleman. I, I like Bam Knight a lot. Richie and I were talking about this. Like, do you, like do you risk Bam Knight not making the practice squad? Because I do like him, but there's so much youth in that room and the team overall. And I think Coleman did well last year. Like, I think it's okay to have a vet in that room. Um, I just, I don't know. I guess it's how much do you love Bam Knight versus whoever might be you know, the next guy, if he's scooped off our practice squad. Yeah. I, I would keep Bam Knight. I think he's has that much upside and with Coleman, he overachieved last year, but Mm -hmm. he's an injury waiting to happen. Guys always hurt. So I feel like I wouldn't trust him to last a full season anyway. And then if you lose Knight over it, um, and also Knight's been good on special teams, a lot better Mm -hmm. than, uh, Tevin Coleman's been as a returner so far, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I, that's a, give me the young, give me the younger guy. Yeah, I guess when you think of it that way, Coleman's probably not getting picked up if he's cut too. Like we could hold on tonight, and if someone gets hurt, we could probably bring Coleman back. You could. What yeah, do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, that's a good idea, especially with the whole practice squad rules that you guys were talking about. That's a mm-hmm. potential. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you guys. I I appreciate your time and. That's that was my thought. Is go with the youth movement. Um, Carter could be our our veteran, I guess. In the yeah, right. <laughs> Year two sophomore. Love it, dude. Yeah. Mike, 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 Mike. Enjoy tomorrow. Hump day. Love it. That's funny. My uh, my new event coordinator at Black Bear's name is Mike, and every Wednesday we have uh, a banquet event order meeting. It's like going over the events for the next two weeks, and Mike comes in. And, uh, Mike, 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 guess what day it is? He's like, I'm so sick of this. <laughs> like, this guy's a Looney Tune. Call from Daniel from West Virginia. Ooh. Daniel from West Virginia, what's up, dude? Welcome to Talking Jets. Hey, boys, what's going on? Oh, hanging out in the cockpit. What's on your mind? Hey, I, uh... Really, I just wanted to run a scenario by you guys, and you could tell me what you think is the most likely to happen. Mm-hmm. You can even rank them. I don't really care. Um, the first thing is 
the Jets this year get a win at both Denver and Green Bay away, mm-hmm. or <clears throat> the Jets sweep both the Dolphins and the Patriots, Oof. or Ooh. the Jets finish 11 and I think, ooh, I think it's more likely the Jets sweep the Dolphins and Patriots than the other two. I think trying to win in Denver and Green Bay, that's going to be really tough. And I don't see 11 and five. So of those choices, I think it's the sweep. Matt, you think the same thing? 100%. They're at least comparable um, to both of those teams. Whereas uh, finding 11 wins on this schedule is extremely, extremely tough. And then also... Like Denver and Green Bay are two teams that they have an elite level quarterback and they have really, really good rosters. It's and they're tough places to play on the road, too. So, yeah, I would say the Miami and uh, New England one. What do you think would be the most likely of those three scenarios? I think that if you hit one of those scenarios, you might hit two of those scenarios. I mean, if you you Mm. sweep. Mm -hmm two of the teams in your division that's four wins already i mean you only need to get seven more to hit 11 so that's true look at us look at us saying we'd probably have to sweep those two in order to get to 11 anyway looking at the schedule that <laughs> yeah. so that makes a lot of sense but i i mean the only pushback i have between what you guys said is that division games are just usually tough like i don't think mm-hmm. that the afc is a, uh, a weak division by any means it hasn't been ever um, so like we always have tough division games. Yeah. I would say but I trust right. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, but I, I think the jets team overall outside of the quarterback position is about as talented, if not more talented than those other teams. It's, it's really comes down to the quarterback for me and playing an away game in uh, in a tough environment. The jets don't travel West well, so I don't no. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at Never. there. I feel like we're terrible at Denver. Every time we play there, we're just awful. Correct. It's just a terrible, terrible thing to see. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Um, we've got seven minutes before we do our t-shirt giveaway, so make sure you get uh, that retweet out there. Like yes, the stream. Let me check. Yeah, let's see. Let's, let's see where we're, we're at. at right now. Uh, if you don't know how to retweet and you want to become a member... Members will also get qualified if you become a member tonight. You have 21 right now. Nice. See? 21. I feel like I haven't really said it that much either. So no. last chance. If you want a t-shirt, it's a nice, uh, not a large sample size of people. Um... Let's see. Kelly in the chat says Ravens lost, Browns win, Bengals lost, Steelers lost, Dolphins lost, Denver lost, Packers lost. I hope that's not how that goes. Oh, that'd be <laughs> that's, depressing. That's, that's that'd be depressing. In, yeah. That's one in six, I think. One in one, Ooh. two, three, four, five, six, one in seven. Ouchies. Ouchies. I really hope that's not how that goes. No. That'd be bad. That'd be really bad. Was Greenbean in the chat? Is that what someone... I thought someone said that earlier. Maybe I just read that. I haven't noticed that. I wish... I hope he's sleeping. He's got to be relaxing. I hope he's feeling better, too. Oh, this is going to be our... 
Yeah. I want to get your thought on something quick before we close this out. What do you think okay, of hold on. Greg? Let me do pause real quick. All right, caller, hang on the line real quick. Matt's going to ask me a question. Matt, what's your thoughts? Uh, what do you think of Greg the Leg winning the kicking competition? Oh, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. I, I know. Think, I just remembered. I think it's an interesting thing. Like, I think it's the right move. I think he's been the best kicker uh, through camp, but I think you're we're running this weird Jetsy type move of like a guy that was perfect for us last year, uh, cutting him. I like, that's a little worrisome. I think maybe, I don't know if I ever really like looked at him as a, uh, long-term answer though. Um, I like that he came in and he was obviously the best kicker the jets had on the roster last year, but I don't know if like, I don't know if Eddie Pinero is a long-term answer at the kicking position. Yeah, I didn't feel locked in enough at, with Pinero that it would like push me away from a guy that was performing well at camp, even though we didn't have many opportunities in the games. Yeah. Uh, so, caller, what's your take on the kicking situation? And then ask your question. What's up, man? It's Ab Lab. <laughs> what's up, Ab Lab? I was giving Matt a little bit of the, a little bit of the shit about him. Part of oh yeah. Cursing. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> That's okay. Fire away. I, I mean. Uh, but um, the kicker, I mean, you know, Pinero was is probably a little bit more reliant. And, you know, Greg the leg, whatever. There's been a gazillion a bunch of kickers with like that kicks like mules that have no accuracy. I just hope that you know, I think the special teams may have a little bit. That's that's one coaching staff that I think I feel somewhat solid with, believe it or not. I mm-hmm. mean, besides you know. Obviously, our OC is on the floor, but I think that they, I, I trust them with it, mm-hmm. you know, for the distance. Because I could see us having some gruesome field position, mm-hmm. especially in the latter part of the games where we, we may be in games and we need somebody to get that real distance, you know? The yeah, I think. Distance, and you never know if you look at a lot of that schedule, especially those early games. Like if you look at Cleveland. You never know what kind of, you know, it's pretty early on, so we'll have a little bit of a good weather, but you never know what kind of inclement weather you may hit and you may need that power. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, like, and MetLife's a tough stadium I, to kick in too. And I, I think with Pinero, you're kind of like, oh, 50 yards and out, like I don't feel super comfortable. And that's not like a great feeling to have with an NFL kicker. I know, right? And aside from MetLife, you know, that field, that's a whole nother subject. I know mm. some people think it's whatever. But I guess my, my quick question for you guys and I'll let you get to it. Uh, by the way, love you guys, and congratulations on the newborn. Thank Ryan. you, thank you. And um, Matt, I know you love Mims, um, and I do too. But my question is about the offensive line, like, how long do you think it's going to take for us to gel so that, you know, because just noticing from even though those were our, weren't our starters, those were our twos or whatever, but we kind of play both our D-line and our O-line by about eight deep through the whole game, so we'll be rotating. Like, how soon do you think we'll be able to gel to get, like, a really good running game going? I'm – okay, so here's my thing. It's Looking at the gap. schedule – and thinking that it's going to take a little bit of time for guys to sort of settle in. I think it's after the TJ Watt game and you're looking at that Miami game again. I think if if our offensive line is playing well, I think it means we're running the ball and maybe our offense is scoring some points. Um, I don't know. I, I think our strength is in the, in the running game for sure. 
Uh, and I'm hoping we get to see that, especially on the interiors. Like AVT, McGovern, and uh, Tomlinson should just be like, set it and forget it. The The question marks for me are going to be the tackles. Um, but I'm hoping week five is where we see like a a nice tick up. Matt, what do you think with the O-line? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to take a couple of weeks to get rolling, but this group even without Makai Becton still has the potential to be dominant in uh in the run game so I I want to see them out on the field we haven't really gotten a good look at them yet um so that's why I'm kind of like apprehensive about maybe the first couple of games but I think they could hit their stride obviously TJ Watt scares the life out of me but you just got to double team him and pray at that point mm-hmm. yeah well here's to week five hopefully we get that <laughs> <laughs> so we can get some running going, man. But thanks, man. Love you guys. Go Jets as always. Peace to the whole Jets Nation. Ablast Studios. I'm out. Awesome. Thank go. you, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. So, uh, Matt, I'm going to have you go over to our... Okay. Uh, Twitter? Our Twitter, yeah. Let's see where the... Ah, Kevin Delaney. Becoming a member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Oh. Your name gets getting thrown on the list. I like that. He's a good dude. He's a good cat. Appreciate that. So we got Kevin D. And where'd he go? Where'd it go? Trin the Great. Let's see. I'm going to do, I'm going to go over to, I'm probably going to hear audio of ourselves talking when I switch over to this, Uh, but I'll go to our last week's stream. I'm going to pull five people from there. Whoa, sound. Uh, All right, let's see. We've got, yeah, boom. We're going to do Jedi Knight of the 13th Order of Gotham. I'm not going to write that whole thing. Jedi Knight. Um, we're going to go Merc Sauce. Merc. Let's see. Check out another one. We'll go... Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go dick cramp nice love that <laughs> that's phenomenal uh, all right <laughs> let's get uh let's pull let's pull seven names from the twitter seven names all right first one is maggie jones okay next up is soy class act Okay. Then I got Outer City Cards. Okay. William McMillan. And last one, let's scroll around a little bit. We will go Snoopy. Snoopy. I like that name. Let's go. Uh, let's go two more. I think I. Yeah. Oh, let's pick two, two more. more. Hang on. I got to go. I got to go back. Give me two seconds. 
Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, no, you're while fine. you're going back, I'm just going to pull up V-Man Super Chat. He says, trivia, what ex-NFL quarterback in a three-year span bested both Drew Brees and Peyton Manning in the playoffs? P.S. It will be embarrassing if you don't know. Oh, come on. We know that. Ex-NFL quarterback in a three-year span beat Drew Brees and Peyton Manning? Beat Drew Brees and Peyton Manning in a three-year span? That would be Chad Pennington? It would be yeah. no. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It would be the Chargers with Breeze and Peyton with the Colts. Yep. That is a great question. I got one of your – see, because he didn't ask about, like, I don't know, some backup offensive lineman in 1967. I was able to get that one. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, give me two more names. Okay. J.E. Allen and Tuco the Dog. Tuco. Well, that's one person. J.E. Allen and Tuco the dog. is. I should have made that more clear. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And one more. And Stud City 718. Stud City. All right. Let's do a little uh, odds or evens action. Three, two, one. That's an odd. Ah, uh, sorry, Kevin D. Jedi Knight, uh, gone. Dick Cramp, gone. Damn it. So, so a class act. William McMillan. J.E. Allen and Tuco the dog. Gone. All right. Three, two, one. That's an even. Merc Sauce. Gone. Outer City Cards. Gone. Stud City. Gone. gone. We are down to three. Three, two, one. Ooh, it's an even. Ooh, we got two left. We're down to Snoopy, Snoopy and Trin the Great. Okay. I'm going to put up a good number then. All right. Chat, give us a number. First number that we see plus what we throw up. Three, two, one. We got a seven. And a four. Eleven. Eleven. It is. Let's see if I can do it. Boom. Trin the Great. Woohoo. Congratulations, brother. Reach out. Touch me. No. Uh, <laughs> reach out to social. Reach out to one of my social media things. I'll get uh, your shirt size, your mailing address. I'll send you out a shirt. Thank you so much for. Uh, yeah, for being. Oh, and he became a member tonight, too. Woohoo. Uh, now, now it feels rigged, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good for him. It wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't. That was, that was pure. Um, all right. Boys and girls, we are at the end of our stream. Let me see if I can do this without blasting eardrums off. All right, cool. Matt, any last words for our panel? Start Zach Wilson when he's healthy. Uh, we are now the anti-Mike White show. We are all about Chris Strebler. And uh, yeah, let's do it. I love it. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hit that like button on the way out. Drop a comment down below. We'll see you here next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Green Bean, I hope you're feeling better. We'll see you next week. J-E-T-S!